Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Max Verstappen has broken a new Formula One record. Ooh. I'm going to pretend Fab's here as well. Oh, yeah, bit of an echo. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is race week for the Canadian Grand Prix. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, where was the cheer from Fabio Bocca? I am very sad to tell you all that sadly, there is no Fabio Bocca on the episode today. He had to go home for some family reasons, but he'll be back on Sunday for the race roundup. Don't worry about a thing. Today's episode is going to be fun. So don't worry. It's going to be great. I've even got some voice notes from you guys, which we're going to get into at the end. But what an amazing race Baku was. The driver's standings at the moment are looking crazy. I was looking at them just before I made all the notes for this episode. Usually me and Fab do it together, but I made all the notes myself today, which was a bit weird. But I've loved it and I've learned loads. So Verstappen is currently on 150 points. Perez on 129. Leclerc on 116. Russell on 99. Signs on 83. Red Bull are running away with it. They have got 279 points compared to Ferrari's 199. But that one that I want to really dig into today is Russell having 99 points, okay? He's only 51 points behind Verstappen. And we all know Russell is having an amazing season so far. So we're definitely going to dig into that for today's episode. But in today's episode... These are the main things we're going to be looking at. We're going to be talking about the Canadian Grand Prix, what we can expect for new fans, old fans, giving you my opinion on it. We're going to be looking at whether the FIA needs to change the rules around porpoising. You may have seen Toto Wolf, some of the drivers, other people have come out and said that it needs to change. But then interestingly, other drivers and principals have said, no, it doesn't need to change. So we're going to get stuck into that. South Africa could be returning to the F1 calendar next year which would mean we'd have the longest season ever with 24 races. Max Verstappen has broken a new Formula One record, but what is it? And we're going to finally look at how good is George Russell. We're going to be looking at his performances and analysing what is next for the Mercedes driver, followed by your voice notes and then our predictions. But yeah, welcome back to the Pit Stop podcast. Guys, we were looking at the locations earlier of where you guys are listening from. This is like so worldwide now. This is crazy. There's, you're all over the world. So shout out to those of you in Switzerland, Sweden, Croatia, Spain, France, Iceland, I don't know, Ireland, every single... It's just so weird to think people are listening all over the world. And it's even weirder to think that I'm sat here on my own <laughs> in my middle bedroom in the studio 
it's so weird to be filming on my own. I'm like smiling at myself, looking around the room. I've got no one to talk to. It's just me and you. Just me and you today, guys. This is a very personal episode. But yeah, I'm Jake, as you know. Today, you're going to get all my terrible opinions. So stick with me. And if you haven't already, rate the podcast five stars, hit the subscribe button, follow it, and don't miss out on a thing. Because Pit Stop Podcast is here every Monday, every Thursday, and we even gave you a bonus episode last week. But let's get into it straight away. The Canadian Grand Prix. This weekend, the first thing I want to say is I saw that it might be raining on Saturday for qualifying, which would be very interesting. You know, if it's raining in qualifying, the positioning of everything can be messed up. It doesn't look like a high percentage chance of raining, so we may be okay. But if it does rain in qualifying... That is gonna be that is gonna be absolutely crazy. I'm gonna read out a load of stats for Montreal, and I want you guys to listen and remember them because there may be a quiz coming at some point. So you need to take all of this in, okay? The last race in Montreal was 2019. I actually thought they raced there last year, but because of COVID, they didn't. I had no idea. Lewis Hamilton won that. And Bottas set the fastest ever lap there last year. 113.078, but he came fourth. So Bottas is quite, quite, must be quite quick around this track, okay? And I've taken that into consideration when I was setting my predictions. I have got Fab's predictions. He sent them over to me, so I will be telling you them at the end. But yeah, Bottas looks like he's, must be quite quick around this track. I've never, ever seen this Grand Prix. I might have played it on the game. I'm not even sure if it's on the game. It must be on the game. I don't know what I'm chatting. But yeah, I, I don't know anything about the Canadian Grand Prix. So this is all completely brand new to me. The first one was in 1978. There is 17, 17 laps. Yeah, guys, it's only a short one. 17 laps. No, there's 70 laps, two DRS zones. And two drivers share the record for the most wins there ever. Hamilton and Schumacher with seven. And a crazy statistic for you to take to all your pub quizzes is that in the last 10 races there, Lewis Hamilton has won six out of the last 10, okay? That is absolutely ridiculous. That That is ridiculous. So, this driver, we all know Hamilton's incredible, and I'll never forget being a completely new fan at the end of last season and watching the Brazilian Grand Prix. I watched it, turned to Fab, and just said, ah, okay, I get it. That is why Lewis Hamilton is Lewis Hamilton, because I knew he was good, right? But I never clocked, like, I needed to see him in a moment of excellence. I guess it would be like saying someone like Ronaldo or Messi are the best footballers in the world. You watch him play a rubbish game and you're like, what? But then they go and do something crazy and it all makes sense. Yeah, it made sense to me after the Brazilian Grand Prix. I don't know if Hamilton will be winning this weekend. I mean, you'd be a bold, it would be a bold prediction to say that even Mercedes will win this weekend, let alone Hamilton. I mean, Russell's probably got more chance. There was even talk of Hamilton not racing this weekend after his back, his back issues. Yeah, that's what we're going to get into next. Let's go straight there. So as you saw at the end of the last Grand Prix in Azerbaijan, Hamilton was in a lot of pain, right? He wasn't getting out the car. Um, and then when he did get out the car, he was just in so much pain. He was even radioing to Toto halfway through or to the radio guy. I don't know why, but for some reason, I still think that on the radio, they're talking to either like Toto or Horner, but they're not, are they? It's the, it's the other guy. Okay, I need to remember that. They're not talking to the principal, but the principal is sat there. I also love the way that Horner sits in that little box out the front. 
but Toto like sits back in the office, like just with his legs crossed or a headset on. Like I like the way they can do different things like that. Like I think that's really cool. But yeah, as we know, there is an issue with the porpoising. It's a difficult one because some cars look like they have it worse than others. It clearly is affecting all of the cars. You do see it with all of the drivers, like some a lot worse than others. Obviously, Mercedes are really struggling. Ferrari are really struggling. AlphaTauri have got issues. But it comes down to, is it an FIA issue where they have to change it so that everyone has to change their car? Or is it the fact that other people have just set their cars up better for the season? And that is where the dilemma currently is because Toto Wolff is saying, you know, we need to do, his exact words are, we need to do something with the regulations here because he can't move in return to Hamilton when he got out of the car. And as we know, Toto Wolf wants this changed. He isn't happy. He doesn't think it's safe. George Russell has said it doesn't think it's safe to drive. He thinks it'll be a matter of time. And I, you can see it. Like, I'm not in any way saying it's not there. But then Horner and some of the other drivers have come back, you know, like Martin Brundle, other people involved in the sport and gone... Well, they've, the other teams have just set their cars up better for the new regulations. Like, almost gone going, you know, the porpoising is your fault. Like, you've set your car up like this. And I guess a bit of me agrees. Because if they were to suddenly just then go, oh, yeah, we'll change the regulations so that Mercedes don't have this porpoising or whatever. Then everything that Red Bull have done or anything that the teams are doing that are fine is completely out the window, right? These teams have set up for the new... I'm not 100% sure on how this even works, okay? If you said to me, it's a regulation that's making a car bounce, that means nothing to me. <laughs> that is going straight over my head. But I can only assume it's like how low the car has to be or something like that. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure that out and we'll come back to you on Sunday and talk more about this because I'm sure there'll be loads of interviews and talk about all the porpoising after the next race. But it is really interesting just to hear everyone's opinions because some of the people have been saying that the drivers are deliberately complaining more than they should just so that there's a change in the regulation which is so interesting like this is something to keep on top of but you do look at it and it, you know I love Red Bull I, I love all the teams I love all the drivers but if you are Red Bull and you look in one of the stronger teams against Porpoising and they want to change it you can see why Horner come out and Horner said, um, if it was a genuine safety concern across the whole grid, it's something that should be looked at. But if it's only affecting isolated people or teams, that's something the team should deal with, not Formula One. And I agree with that. Like, I have to agree with that. All these teams have different garages. You know, I'm just giving my opinion as someone who isn't like a certain fan of a team. But it'd be, I'd love to know what you guys are thinking listening right now, wherever you are listening to this podcast. That's one of my favorite things to do. So like, guess where people are. I can imagine, what day does this go out? This goes out on Thursday. Okay, so it's Thursday morning for some of you. Maybe you're walking to work. Maybe you're at the gym. <laughs> if you've got my voice in your ears at the gym, okay. Pump it! Work harder! Work harder now! <laughs> and if you've got my voice in the car... Slow down, check your mirrors, and look for bikes, okay? Just look for bikes. That's, that's my advice for you. And use your indicators. And if you annoy anyone in the car, you know the hazards? They're like, I call them the thank yous and the sorries. <laughs> I am sat in my middle room just doing weird shit with my hand right now. I'm so awkward on my own. But I just didn't want to let you guys down, okay? I'm here. But yeah, the porpoising is really interesting. I would love to know what you guys think. But I am probably siding with, 
you know, Horner and the other people like Brundle that have come out. You know, Brundle said the teams that have got it sorted out are clearly saying that... Brundle is saying the teams that have got it sorted out are clearly saying that's Mercedes' problem. It's not Formula One's problem. It is Mercedes fronting the the main, you know, issue towards it. But I mean, Russell isn't having a mad issue with it. I know it's bad in Russell's car and yeah, he's in pain a little bit. But this is a, this is the most consistent driver on the grid. Like... It's a really difficult one to to side with. But yeah, my personal opinion would be that I don't really see how that can be the FIA or Formula One's fault when they know how they have to set up the cars. I, I, I That opinion might change as I learn more about this incredible sport, but that's just my opinion that I think. But yeah, South Africa could be returning to the F1 calendar next year. Now, I had no idea South Africa was ever even a race, but me and Fab were talking about this the other day when we did a quiz on where hasn't had a race. I feel like it'd be quite cool to have a race in South Africa. Um, the last race there was 1993, which I didn't know, and it's called Kalam Kalami. <laughs> oh my God. Ka- Kalami. Kalami? Uh, you know what? Just skip it, okay? Some people are listening to this going, that is not how you pronounce it, okay? I've never heard anyone say that in my life, so I don't know what it's called. I'm just giving you some information, all right? Go easy on me. <laughs> yeah, it says, if a deal can be reached with South Africa, next season could be the longest ever F1 season ever with 24 races. However, it does depend on whether China is able to return to the calendar as planned, you know, with COVID and that China hasn't been on the calendar. But if China and South Africa both happen next year, then apparently Belgium Grand Prix is the one that's most likely to make way, which is really interesting. Would love to know what you guys are thinking right now. What is your favorite Grand Prix? Our Instagram is at pitstop. We see all the DMs, as you're going to see, because I'm going to do some voice notes in today's episode. DM me one word, okay? And tell me your favorite. Actually, no, don't DM me one word, because if your favorite Grand Prix is South Africa, you're going to send me South, and then I'm just going to see South and not know what you mean. So yeah, tell me the name of the track, your favorite Grand Prix, and let's get a bit of a poll going and see what people like the most. Because it'll be really interesting to see whether people will be devastated if, like, the Belgian Grand Prix goes. I just don't really know much about the Belgian Grand Prix. However, I do want to go because I went on a school trip to Belgium when I was younger. And they got loads of chocolate there and um, really good bars for beer. But then, to be fair, where doesn't really have good bars for beer? But, yeah... God, when I'm on my own, I chat so much shit. Yeah, Max Verstappen has broken a new Formula One record. Ooh. I'm going to pretend Fab's here as well. Oh, yeah, bit of an echo. Yeah, as we know, Max Verstappen is an incredible driver. I have said over and over again that I think he's the best driver on the grid. And, you know, some people completely disagree. Some people agree. I get the people that disagree because they say, well, there's a seven-time world champion on the grid. But I'm talking about right now. Like, I'm not saying the most accomplished. I'm talking about right now, who is the best driver on the grid? For me, it's Max Verstappen. I think he's lucky because Red Bull are at the peak of their game. And he is in a car every week at the moment that looks like it can win every week. I mean, that's proven by the fact um, Perez is absolutely flying as well. But I do love Perez as well. So maybe I'm a bit biased towards Red Bull. But I'm, to be honest, I'm just biased towards whoever's winning. I mean, I like Haas a lot. It's just don't win much, really. So <laughs> it's not much to talk about yet. But one day when Haas do the ultimate, trust me, you guys are going to know about it. And I will not 
shut up about it. But yeah, Max Verstappen has broken a new Formula One record, okay? And I thought this was unbelievably impressive. He is the youngest driver ever to reach 25 race wins, 24 years, 255 days, and he's beaten Sebastian Vettel, who did it when he was 25 and 103 days. And we know Vettel has loads of records for being one of the youngest drivers ever. I believe Vettel was the youngest driver ever to win the championship. Max Verstappen was the youngest driver ever to win a race. You know, these people are setting some of the youngest records. If you've got a driver on the grid now that is winning these kind of records, getting these kind of records, and Red Bull are at the absolute peak. Like, they are clearly doing very well with everything they're doing. They're, they're set up and everything within Red Bull seems to be going great. Could this be a driver now that is going to break so many records? Do you know what I mean? I mean, last time I said that, everyone was like, no, because the grid's going to be closer now because of the budget caps and that. And I do agree with you. I do agree that the grid will be closer. Well, we saw it this week. Like, Mercedes out of nowhere get good positioning. Um... All it takes is one bad race for Red Bull, maybe a bad race for Ferrari as well. You could see a McLaren up there or, you know, an Alpine. You know, anything could happen. I think the grid will be closer and it will be harder for someone to go and win it like seven times like Hamilton has. But I do think Verstappen has got it. Like, I, I, I don't know what other people think, but I really think he's incredible. He's the, he's the one driver I watch and, he, I mean, to be fair, sometimes you see Leclerc. When Leclerc's qualifying, he looks like, the most unbelievable driver in like ever i think in that ferrari he just flies yeah that's why i love leclerc a lot um he's clearly more comfortable in the ferrari than signs and i am gutted for leclerc because he would be having such a different season right now in the standings if the car just didn't keep going wrong like it, it's a team sport at the end of the day and he has been let down by his team there's still plenty of the season to go but I do think there's levels between Verstappen and Leclerc, to be honest. I think Leclerc's got it, without a doubt, as well. And I think if he has the car week in, week out... I mean, it helps to win, right? It's as simple as that. It helps to win. If you play any team sport and you win every week, or you're always right there, and you know you're never going to be let down, and you turn up confident, believing in yourself that you can do it, it's going to affect your performance. You're going to feel like you can win. You're going to give 100%. But if you're turning up to a race, knowing last week you DNF'd because your engine blew out, the week before that you had to pit because someone did something wrong, you know, or you were called into the pits at the wrong time, you can't even trust your team, it's going to affect your mind. And I think... That's why I say Verstappen has everything at the moment as a package. I think he has everything ready to bounce and bounce and pounce, you know, and just take these records. If Leclerc can get the team and everything around him perfect, maybe, just maybe, he will compete this season and get right there. But one of my, like, really strange out there predictions is that this Mercedes are, you know, well, you know, one of the best constructors of all time. I wouldn't be surprised if they do manage to sort this out. And if Russell was able to do the, what he's doing in the car he's in, a bit of me does think that this could change to a Verstappen-Russell championship title battle. And I, you may think, wow, Jake, that is an absolutely ridiculous call. Russell was only 30 points behind Perez at the moment, and Perez is second. Okay, he's only 17 points behind Leclerc. And this is a driver that is getting points week in, week out. So if the other driver's DNF and things go wrong and he just maintains it, 
Who knows what Russell could do this season? I'm absolutely loving watching it. And that is what we're going to get on to next. Just chat about George Russell for a bit. Like, I want to put some gold onto his name. Like, what an incredible driver. We didn't give him stick. We just didn't know how good he was at the start of this season, like from the end of last season. When he, when he came to Mercedes, I remember saying, and I hold my hands up, I was wrong. I remember saying, I feel like, why did they get rid of Bottas? Bottas is a great driver. It doesn't make sense. Um, and that was an a idiot opinion from me, I think. Now I look at it and I think, wow. George Russell is like the future of Mercedes. Like, this guy is so well represented. He looks after himself. <laughs> he looks after himself. I'm saying that like he like shaves well or something. No, he's just like a presentable guy, isn't he? Like, people like him, I think. I, I think he's a nice guy. But then not only that, he has come into this Mercedes, which clearly has issues, and absolutely smashed it. Let's look back at the eight races so far. He's fourth in Bahrain. Fifth in Saudi Arabia, third in Australia, fourth in Imola, fifth in America, third in Barcelona, fifth in Monaco, and third in Baku. He has been in the top five for all eight races. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu so far that is absolutely remarkable it, it to be honest in a new team yeah I mean it might be a little bit similar to the to the Williams but that Williams was terrible last year I mean it wasn't what he wanted was it but he learned and he got better every week he's got in a quicker car and my god is he showing what he can do it's so exciting I do think Russell will win a race this season I'd love to see Russell win a race imagine Russell wins Silverstone. That could be nuts. Is it written in the stars? I tell you what now, for my prediction of Silverstone, I'm going Russell to win no matter what. Don't care. I know it's a bit far off the Silverstone predictions, but just because I kind of want it to happen, let's go Russell to win. Yeah? Okay? Everyone with me? Oh yeah, by the way, guys, everyone listening, all right? We all need to vote Nicholas Latifi as driver of the day for the Canadian Grand Prix, okay? It's as simple as that. I don't care whether he wins. I don't care whether he comes last. I don't care whether he doesn't even finish the race. I want to see how powerful we all are together, okay? Everyone vote Nicholas Latifi for driver of the day because if Nicholas Latifi wins driver of the day at the Canadian Grand Prix, it'll probably be the best day of his life. So let's give Nicholas Latifi something to celebrate, okay? Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Imagine he won it. That would be absolutely genius. Imagine he actually won the race. That would be even more genius. Do you know what? 
I'm sat there in a Williams top, and I am going to be cheering on Nicholas Latifi this weekend harder than ever. Harder than ever. Like, let's cut the man some slack, okay? Yeah, he's had a couple of bad races. He's a Formula One driver. He's clearly a good driver at the end of the day. Like, maybe this is his week. Maybe it is, you know? A boy can dream, okay? <laughs> yeah, so there's another record up for grabs that Russell could set here as well, which I found this online. I thought it was mad. So if Russell beats Hamilton again, like this weekend, like finishes ahead of Hamilton... He will beat Nico Rosberg's record from 2015 to 2016 of placing above Hamilton in races seven times. So, because at the moment he's only done it seven times in a row because of the first race. So, basically, if Russell beats Hamilton this week, he will be the one driver that has finished above Hamilton as a teammate more than anyone else in a row, which is pretty crazy, like, I think. I don't know how good Russell is at Canada. I don't even know if Russell's ever raced at Canada before. But Russell, I am right behind you. This has been like a proper Williams, Russell and Latifi episode because I'm in my Williams top, which is really old. Really old, guys. That reminds me, we're thinking of changing the channel art, the, the picture on the podcast. Because we, 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 we knew that the tops were out of date, right? Because Christian Horner told me my Red Bull top was out of date. But... I feel like we shouldn't be so out of date. <laughs> Maybe like a season would be all right, but I think we're like two years behind with, with some of our merch. We went to this pop-up shop and uh, this was the best we could get. So <laughs> you got to settle with our old merch. Oh God. But yeah, I'm really excited for this bit of the podcast. I'm going to roll some music. Okay. I want all of you to sit back, relax, because you guys are about to come on the podcast. We put out on Pit Stop Instagram, send us some voice notes. I haven't looked at any of them. It's going to be completely unfiltered, so it could go terribly. Um, I'm going to roll some music. We're going to come back, and you guys are coming onto the podcast to ask me my opinion and questions. And I don't know why you want my opinion. It's going to be terrible. But yeah, roll the music. Okay, welcome back. Firstly, I want to say a massive shout out. I have just gone on the account and my God, I put this live because I had a panic, right? I was like, Fab's not here. What am I going to do? I don't want to let the people down. We have to get something out. I put a little story up saying send us voice notes. I have got hundreds. There's absolutely hundreds. I would love to play all of them, but we will be here for hours and uh, I am sweating. It's very, very hot in London. And there's a window right to my right. And I, <laughs> I was on my bed earlier. Sat there like literally just in my boxers. On my laptop working away. And I just look right. And there's just this bald man staring at me cleaning my window. And I was thinking, oh my god, how long has he been there? And then I was like, what websites have I been on whilst he was here? I put myself in panic mode. Yeah, that happened. But yeah, I've got loads of voice notes. So we're going to start from the beginning. And um, we're just going to fly through some of them. And I hope you guys enjoy this section. So to start off with, we've got Guy Bishop. Shout out Guy. Hi guys. Just wondering if you think the big three teams in Formula 1 right now will remain the big three teams or whether you think another team can come in and knock them off. If so, how long and what team do you think it will be? Amazing question. So will the top three teams right now remain the top three teams? 
I think with the budget cap, it's open for anyone to, you know, have an opportunity. I mean, it's also about getting the best drivers, right? I mean, I'm a massive fan of Piastri. And if Piastri does replace... I mean, I'm not saying Piastri is going to win a championship in a Williams. I'd love it more than anything. But it does make me think, like, if you put a class driver in a car, maybe they can do something mad. I don't know. I... Williams are like one of the most successful teams of all time. So a bit of me does think one day they will come back. I think the one that isn't there that w- will be is McLaren. I mean, I'll be surprised if McLaren don't make it into the top three again. I think the thing is, right, Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes as a three are just so far ahead of everyone else, I think. I think the rest of the grid have got so much better. Like this season, we're seeing like the Alpine, the Alfa Tori. Even the Alfa Romeo some weeks, you know, Joe was having a great race last week. It was a shame he had to retire. Um, but I, it's hard one. Like, I can't really sit here and like honestly say I could see like Aston Martin being a top team in a couple of years. Like really, I don't know. I mean, guy, amazing question, mate. But you've asked someone who doesn't know anything. <laughs> the next question is from John. His name is just John. So hi, John. Hi. <laughs> the way you just if said I after I said I. One team from Formula One. What would that team be? If I had to remove one team from Formula One, what team would that be? I feel like I don't even want to answer that. I like all the teams. If I had to remove one, though. All right. Okay. Um. Oh, difficult. Um. Uh, no, I wouldn't remove any of them. I wouldn't. I'd add more. John, okay? I've said this. We need more teams. There could be another four drivers on the grid. I think another four drivers on the grid. Easy. There's enough room. Once they get going, it's spread out enough. Like, chuck another two teams in there. Why not? You'd get more of the F2 drivers coming in. You know, you could... I don't know yet. (laughs) To be honest, I don't know a lot. But I think there definitely could be team room for another two teams. The next question is from Zoe Ward. How many drivers have you officially met, but, like, not the one in the bar, you know? Ah, yeah, we did meet loads in the bar when we were at an event. I don't know, we've not, like, met many drivers, like, in person. I mean, um, we met Ollie Behrman, which was really cool. Um, He was a lovely guy, and he actually listens to the podcast, so shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, Yeah, we saw him in the paddock, and he knew we were the pit stop guys, so we thought that was really cool. He's the Ferrari, like, reserve academy driver and he's going to be class so it was the most amazing thing that he said he knew who we were we've met like alex alban um jack aitken obviously ollie caldwell shout out to ollie by the way who who tested the uh, alpine f1 car for the first time today amazing to see that would love nothing more than absolute success for that boy he is lovely but yeah we haven't met that many yet but we'll come back to that once we've met everyone because we're just going to keep worming our way into every single hole and hopefully we get to meet everyone. The next question is from Harry. Do you think it is the car or do you think Lewis has lost all of his skill as a driver? Wow. It's definitely the car. I mean, you don't just lose that skill as a driver. To be a seven-time world champion, you have a very strong mind. You are very, You are very, very talented, but you have a very strong mind. So... I don't think he's lost all his abilities, but I definitely do think 
if the car stays bad for a long period of time, the decline in performance could follow, which I worry about because I, I would love Hamilton to, to break that record and get eight championships. But at this time, I, I just don't know whether it's going to happen. Next up, we've got Kyle. Since the um, Canadian Grand Prix is coming up, I'm going to ask about the two Canadian drivers, Latifi and Stroll. Um, do you think they're underperforming and um, do you think they'll have a seat by next year? Because um, at the rate it's going, I don't think so. I love the podcast, boys. Class, great message. Um, yeah, let, let's cut the bullshit. Clearly, it's not going great for Latifi. Like, everyone knows that. Everyone has said the same thing. There's been rumours of him getting swapped out in the summer break for Oscar Piastri. So, but that's why we're going to get behind Latifi for the Canadian Grand Prix, aren't we? No matter what, he's going to be driver of the day. I want everyone to vote for him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised whether you see Latifi get swapped out, which is a shame. Um, but it's a cut. It's, it's a cutthroat sport. Like I can't sit here and be like, no, just because I don't. You know, I I don't I don't dislike the guy. I like the guy. I want him to do well. I like all his drivers. It's just a bit devastating, isn't it? Um, with Stroll, I it's a difficult one because his dad owns a team, so he's not even on a contract, is he? He's just there. Like he's not signed to a certain time. He's just going to be there. I do think that Aston Martin isn't slow. I mean, Vettel had a great race in um, in Baku. I think the Aston Martin will get better and better. But I, I don't know whether they're, even they'll think, oh, well, maybe we should get another driver in because we've got a good car here. I mean, I think Stroll is underperforming a bit, but maybe he's just not used to these. You know, Vettel is one of the greatest drivers of all time, let alone on the grid now. So you could put him in any car and he'll probably perform. Um but yeah, I, I do think Stroll and Latifi are both underperforming a little bit. I guess that's a fair point to make. Noah Aaron has sent us. Hey, quick question for the podcast. What do you guys think of other racing series? Like, for example, last weekend's 24 Hours of Luma. Other racing series? Interesting. I don't know whether you guys listening watch other racing stuff. I love the W series. Massive fan of it. When we've watched every race, I've thought it looked great. Um... So I've really enjoyed the that. I've really enjoyed W Series. I have watched a little bit of Formula E. I really enjoyed that. I have watched a little bit of um, Le Mans. And I watched a little bit of NASCAR. And then watched a NASCAR movie, which I thought was really great. Uh, but I've, I'll be honest, other than W Series, I don't really watch the others. I don't know where, they, when or, like, where they're on or when they're on, really. But the Formula E is on at the XL, which is like really near our flat. So we're going to go to it and we're going to try and get a Formula E driver on because that'll be really cool. Uh, but yeah, it's all the same thing, really. Like we love, I love racing. I love competitive things. I'm sure I would recommend that to any other new Formula One fans or any new racing fans. Like make sure you try and watch the others. I mean, I'd love to. But when I say this podcast is a full-time job, it's a full-time job, right? We upload so many videos and two a week and YouTube and, and I love it. I love it. This keeps me busy. This keeps me sane. Like, this is good for my mental health, this podcast. Like, I love this with everything we do. But yeah, I just don't have time to watch more races. Like, my whole weekend is out for the Formula One. Like, I just don't have time, you know what I mean? And I love the F2 as well. Joel Gutesvaffen, that, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> I support Ferrari, but I will say they will fall down and not be able to stick on the level with Red Bull. Yeah, bold, 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 Joel. 
But I said the same thing. I worry that Ferrari are going to fall behind because Red Bull are going to get so far away. And I think that's a very like valid opinion. I mean, that's just how it looks. But you never know. If we see a Ferrari 1-2 in Canada and Red Bull both DNF, back to square one. You know, it'll be back to the start of the season. The, the points will be much closer again. But yeah, Red Bull are pulling away from Ferrari at this moment in time. Sarah Harrogate. Hey guys, here's a question for you. What do you think will happen in Ferrari if they keep underperforming throughout the rest of the season and Red Bull come through and it looks like Max Verstappen may take a second championship? It's an interesting question, right? Because... I mean, as a new fan, I, I'll be honest, I don't really know. I I don't think they're going to replace the drivers, are they? I mean, they've only just both signed new contracts. And Leclerc and Sainz are both great drivers. The issue is within the car. Do they need to start, like, looking at who they're firing? Do they do, like, reviews after when something goes wrong or... I just... The thing is, when an engine just, like, goes like they did this week and they got two DNFs, whose fault is that? This is, I don't really know. I need to look into this. Is that the engineer's fault? Someone in the garage? Like someone in the factory? Has that happened because someone set the car up wrong? I mean, I'm without a doubt, I'm sure they do investigations into it. I just don't see the driver lineup changing no matter what. Because the issue isn't really with the drivers, is it? It's with the cars. But it does lead back to what I just said. Yeah, it does look like Max Verstappen is going to be on the way to his second world championship. Shit, shit, blimey, my lisp. Jesse has said... What's your opinion on Mr. Consistency? Has George chances? Has he potential to be in the fight for the World Championship? Love it. I think George Russell does have potential to fight for the World Championship, which is bold, because he's, he's like a little bit behind. But I think anyone who is that consistent, it's like I was saying earlier, if you've got the mindset knowing every week you're going out there and you can do something, like at the beginning of the uh, Baku Grand Prix, I don't know if you saw his interview, he said that he believes fifth is the best he can do today. And he believed that. When he said that, I think he really believed that. And he would have been happy with that because that would have still been a top five finish. But he came third. And yeah, some things have gone, I am not stupid by the way. I've seen the messages and replies to our TikToks. I'm aware Russell has got lucky sometimes this season with other people DNFing, uh, you know, the tactics of hards and then a safety car. I've been loving, by the way, learning all the undercut, overcut, how the safety cars work, you know, it's all, learning all of the little tactical bits. I've been really enjoying it. James Hillocks sent us. I'd like to know if Lewis's driving position is different to George's or... But they went running different setups on Sunday's race because obviously Lewis was suffering badly and George actually said that it didn't seem to be too bad this race. Um... Yeah, so James, what I think I've learnt is that they have complete different setups. Now, we only know from what other people reply to us and tell us back, but I think they're just running completely different setups completely different cars um trying different things one may work better than the other down the line it may not work better down the line but a bit of me does still think that they may be developing russell's car now to get him comfortable in it because he's clearly doing better and a bit of me also thinks maybe a lot of mercedes's resources and time is going on the next season's car like maybe they're looking at this going right we weren't ready for this season because we got thrown into a title battle last year. 
and we had to give everything to it. So maybe they're just putting everything into Hamilton's car and prepping Hamilton for next season so he can have a real bite at his eighth. That's something that I, I do think could be happening. But they are clearly running different setups. I mean, it, it's, it's not the same car, is it? I mean, if it is the same car, then that's even more impressive from Russell because Russell is... Well, he's, abs he's absolutely smashing it, isn't he? Chloe has said... Out of all of the teams, who do you think has been the most underrated driver this season who maybe hasn't got the recognition that they deserve from how well they've been driving? Amazing, amazing. Um, most underrated driver this season so far who hasn't got... It's difficult because the Red Bull, Red Bull drivers, you know, they get their credit. Ferrari drivers, they get their credit. Mercedes drivers are so under the spotlight, they get their credit. I mean, McLaren, not a lot has been happening, really, has it? I mean, there was loads of um, people who didn't send in voice notes. There was loads of messages where people have wrote out about Daniel Ricciardo. I don't even know what to say about the, the McLaren situation. I love McLaren and I love Lando Norris and I love Daniel Ricciardo. I just want to see them both absolutely smash it. I just don't know what to do, okay? Maybe I need to get in that garage and have a little play with the car because, you know, I know, I know everything about cars. I am going to actually say, for me, the driver that has had a great season and been like completely like under, not under the radar, like he gets mentioned, but I just think like Fernando Alonso has done really well in the Alpine this year. I mean, he's had his moments like in Monaco where he's holding up the pack, but that's Fernando Alonso, isn't it? He's a legend. He knows what he's doing, but I am going to say Alonso and I'm saying that the week Fab's not here because then he, if he was here and I said that, he would not shut up. So I'm saying it when he's not here. Wow, I've just looked at the recorder. I've been going for 40 minutes. How are you guys not bored of 40 minutes and me on my own? I'm sat here with massive sweat patches. My legs are literally stuck together. 40 minutes of me on my own. I'm sorry it's just been me this week. We're going to finish up. I've got loads more voice notes, but I just won't be able to get through them. Or I clicked a few random ones. I'm sorry, guys. But we will do more. Don't worry about it. Every time we ask for them, send them in and I'll pick them and I'll ask, answer as many as I can. My prediction for this week, I've gone Verstappen to win, Perez second. And don't judge me on this, okay? But I've gone for Valtteri Bottas third, all right? This is the guy who has the track record at the Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah? You hearing me? The Alfa Romeo isn't a slow car, is it? That's right, it's not. So maybe, just maybe, if they don't have any problems with the car, things go Bottas's way, could he be on the podium? Fab has gone for Charles Leclerc to win, Carlos Sainz second, and Perez third. Uh, what are your predictions? As we say, send us a message at Pitstop on Instagram. That is the end of today's episode. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. I hope you're buzzing for the race on Sunday. You know, as we know, practice will be on Friday. Then you'll have another practice Saturday morning and qualifying. And then the race on Sunday. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I know it's later on in the evening UK time, I think, which I'm really excited for because the other one the other day was really early. And I woke up and I was like, it's on straight away. Whereas I like to like wake up, have some food, put it on, you know. So I think it's a good time. But yeah, I'm sorry it was just me once again. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to cough. <coughs> but I hadn't stopped that whole time. So I'm not cutting that out. 
yeah, thank you very much for listening. You guys are amazing. I really appreciate it. This podcast is going so well. We're loving engaging with you, having the conversation, bouncing back and forth with the questions. I can't wait to see where this goes next. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys Sunday at midnight. Well, Monday morning for Monday episode of our race review. We've been pit stop. I've been pit stop. That's sad to say. Give a podcast a five-star review. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. I've been Jake. (laughs) Maybe Fab hates me and he's not coming back. I don't know. Thank you very much for being here and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Spirit Studios.